I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And we coming from a basement to your headphones barely even know who we are but changing the unknown in a wild top in the Thank you for downloading the podcast Theanos. Now here are your hosts Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Janos. My name is Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who always fits just right. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how the heck are you? I'm good. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but I'm always a little curious where the intro is going to go, and today is no exception. You'll see. You'll see. Um, Before we get to that, did you ever get to the bottom of which tiger player that cows prefer? Um, well, I, somebody broke it down. I think the most smart in the uh, regular season, they prefer meadows, but in the off season, they prefer barns. <laughs> That's actually very well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody. I, I have no, no follow-up questions. That's that. Everybody correct. was uh, pissing and moaning about the game. Everybody's ornery. There was weeping and or gnashing of the teeth. And so I needed something. I felt there should be something a little, a little silly. And, um, yeah, I think Barnes versus Meadows is a fair question for a cow. 100%. Definitely. There has been a lot of weeping and or gnashing of teeth over this last week. There has been some things to lament. There's no question. The most direct, and I'm I'm derailing your intro, but uh, the most painful is, like, the game that shall not be spoken of, that final play. Maybe we'll get to it, but. I, I mean, I feel like we have to at least allude to it, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to spend a lot right. of time there. I mean, we've, we've, we've moved past it. So much pain. All right. So you are on uh, record having said that you're not super keen on the turkeys that you share your property. With. Oh my goodness. Correct? The stupid turkeys. Yeah. Our neighborhood littered with turkeys and they have two purposes um, to continue their existence and to piss me off. Those are the two things the turkeys want to do in their life have they come back this this spring no, they're they're always they never leave can't get rid of them they're a plague oh, they, they don't go south for the winter i don't know they're always always turkeys stupid turkeys 
So what if the turkeys happened to be more fuzzy and had adorable snouts? That's the question. This comes from the Huffington Post. (laughs) The South Lake Tahoe residents had been hearing, and I quote, some odd rumbling, uh, snoring-like noises throughout the winter and had been ignoring the mysterious sounds because it just didn't make any sense. Uh, The neighbors even suggested they might be imagining things, but the sounds were very real, and there was a logical explanation bears hibernating in the crawl space underneath the house. Bears need a place to be. Um, The the crawl space really is the modern cave, wouldn't you say? They've stepped their game up a little. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, So apparently between 100 and 150 bears each year attempt to hibernate under houses near Lake Tahoe. Which that seems like a staggering number of Why? Because they like vacation properties. You don't seem the bears shouldn't be wintering in Lake Tahoe. You know, it it has nothing to do with the (laughs) where. It has everything to do with how. I mean, how are you allowing bears into your crawl space? It seems like a very, very tight thing to let somebody into. They wiggle their way into to caves, I suppose. Uh, Bears are uh, crafty and persistent. Bears are crafty. Uh, so what would you prefer, a bear in your crawl space or turkeys in your front yard? I, I think that's the question everybody wants answered. Well, the bears would probably leave my freaking wood chips alone so I don't got to mow them all the time or rake them back in. I just The bear's not doing, doing any damage. Let the bear be in my crawl space. I bring them a blanket. Just leave my wood chips alone. So do you get the tie-in from the yes, intro? I do. I could I could fit into good. I'll say confined spaces. Thank you, Jordan. You're welcome. If you want to get more from the two of us, which why would you not? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I am at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain, and the show is at Podcastianos. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Uh, so, Eric, there is plenty of bad mm, when it comes mm, to the mm. Detroit Tigers of which this show is dedicated to. Let's start with the good. Miggy, gone and done he it. He did it. Finally got to 3,000. Have we not spoken since he, since he got it? I suppose we haven't. I think our last show was like right before he Yes. Did. It was a moment of glory. He got a step and a half out of the batter's box and had his hand in the air because he knew it was through. And uh, what, a, what a fun moment. I thought their celebration was uh, authentic intimate the first guy comes over of course is jose iglesias which is funny like none of his teammates were the first to hug him here's iggy out there and that was a well to be fair iggy was already on the field i mean he was not disparaging geographically much closer that was kind of but there was some romance to baseball there right i mean everybody cheering him on his family was it it was uh, a tender moment i'm actually surprised they didn't do more pomp and circumstance uh video present you know any of that kind of stuff it was just kind of a moment to pause and celebrate more than more than a ceremony i think that's fine i thought it was right yeah yeah definitely um what did you think about dan's call obviously i I couldn't care less about the call on the on the tv but did you did you go back and listen to it i did i listened to it a couple times um Um, i i don't remember it being particularly outlandish or remarkable but i think that was good you know he had that obviously that charge of excitement three thousand um and then he just um he did what good radio people do he uh 
watched and savored the moment and described what was happening, which is uh, seems a silly thing to comment on. But, you know, just just explaining to people what were ha- what was happening on the field and that becomes an essential part of the moment. And, and that's what I always appreciate about Dan. Yeah, definitely. He's it's hard to beat Dan. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the other players, both in within the Tigers and, and throughout Major League Baseball, were making a big deal of it. Surely that has to be super satisfying for him. Like, you can get all the, the accolades from the writers and the fans all you want, but the other guys who know what it takes to do things like get hits in the Major Leagues, they're the, they're the ones that are coming yeah. out and say, holy cow, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it's a big deal. Justin Verlander sent him a video, and... Uh, the most incredibly, he didn't make it about himself, which was stunning. Uh, anytime you can get Justin Verlander talking and it's not about him, wow, that's really good. Speaking of Verlander, saw him, him, Kate, and and Child had like behind the scenes access to the Houston Zoo. So apparently, all you have to do is win an MVP, marry a supermodel, and they just let you do whatever you want at the zoo. I like how so, for you, Jordan, like, like that's I already... the end game. How do I? <laughs> How do I get it to be a zoo MV, a, a zoo VIP? That's I've got a little bit of that here in South are Bend. You're, but, you're a man, zoo zoo I I, VIP. I'm sure you are. Yeah, so I, I kind of know ooh, the uh, the man or the manager director of the zoo. So uh, earlier this spring, we kind of went behind the scenes. I got to to pet the okapi and the and the rhino, which for, I mean for me that's a big deal. But for Verlander, that's obviously just a, a Tuesday. Yeah. So Yeah. And, and you didn't even have to win uh Cy Young to get there. Good job. I mean you no. could have, but you didn't have I mean to. I would have, yeah. Just uh, you know, life takes you in different sure. directions. Called Justin to an MVP, it called me to a podcasting <laughs> and uh winning what mo- multiple podcasting awards. <laughs> you know, different awards for different things. Um so you're obviously much older. You're much closer to great grandkids than I am. Do you suspect that you'll tell your grand great grandkids about Miggy like ours told us about Kaline? Yeah, I mean he. In looking at the active players who have accumulated a number of hits, there's not a lot in the pipeline who are going to hit three thousand anytime no. soon. There's going to be a drought here of three thousand hit achievers. And to say, yes, we watched the entirety of Miguel Cabrera's career. He achieved that. Um, we'll be as annoying as people who talk about Pete Rose, I'm sure. Yep. And someday I'll be able to tell my kids that I witnessed Miguel Cabrera's 3,000 hit NFT offer on Twitter. <laughs> And that will... That's actually a long and serious answer to a question that I primarily posed because I wanted to make fun of how much older you are than me. But, you know, there, there ended up being a point in there as you well. You know, I, I don't have the readers yet, but uh, I, I've used my flashlight at a restaurant, so we're getting there. <laughs> that certainly qualifies. So which were you more apt to purchase, that NFT or some of Akil Badu's from the, what, first week of the season Dude, last year? I'm on a strict nuts. NFT diet right now. Got to watch my... NFT waistline. <laughs> Speaking of, when we were down in North Carolina with Witt's parents, there there was a, um, you know, the morning like fluff talk yeah. shows that come on like NBC, ABC, whatever. There was a segment about NFTs, and afterwards, her dad was like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Don't worry <laughs> about it. It will just piss right. you off. There, nothing good is going to come ca- from me explaining yeah, to correct. you what this is." 
All right. Um, so other than that, uh, things could be going better. Um, if you've been watching, you may have noticed that we're not particularly good in any tangible way right now, other than that's, pitching's been that's okay. That's not true. Our bullpen, we have the best bullpen in the American League. Yeah. It's, Exaggerated for effect, yes. There, there are, there are, no, Scooble is. The numbers show we have the best bullpen in the American yeah. League. We're the anti Dave Dombrowski Tigers. He's been gone so long. Come we have a circle. good bullpen. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, real talk, uh, this is kind of what I wanted to frame basically all of our discussion today. Are we actually underperforming right now, or were the expectations wrong from the start? Because I think we all thought that, like, you know what? This could be a pretty fun year. And, and not saying that it couldn't be. Obviously, we're, what, 10% into the season, maybe? I don't have the – I'm not a mathematician. I don't have those analytics. I don't count things. But, no, absolutely not. Um, but, you know, we were expecting, you know, I, I think I threw a, a fiver on uh, Tigers to make the, the playoffs, uh, which obviously was, was a dumb move. But – I don't know. We had that expectation coming into the year. At least, at least I did. Um, we are a little bit off of playoff pace right now, as you yeah. as you may notice. Uh, underperforming or wrong expectations? Uh, underperforming and injuries. Um, Casey yeah. Mize and Manning are. That's a big blow. Uh, try, and trying to plug those holes. Um, also, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez has been underperforming. I think that's a big blow. And um, Scope and Can Candelario are underperforming, as well as Badu and Haas. These are people that have every capacity to, to be better and just aren't. Um, so our, you know, Pythagorean um, is 7 and 11. So, you know, you essentially pick up a game there. We got a little bit of, we could have picked up a game easy. Uh, we got a little bit of bad luck. Um, yeah, I mean, if Robbie catches the ball, I mean, there's yeah. just just one win, right? I demonstrated yeah, for those who yeah, can't yeah. see this um, catching a fly. So ball. underperforming, unlucky injuries, and I don't know how to explain this, but we've just been poor in the details. Um, it's like yes, watching sometimes a, a, a low level college team or a high school team where there's little mistakes being made that you wouldn't expect. They just don't have the polish. Like we played the twins and the twins were just polished defensively. The little things got done. And that's, what's frustrating. I think we have a high ceiling, but our floor is also kind of low. Like we need to raise the floor and, and let a bear in. <laughs> Excellent callback. So what do you attribute that to? I mean, you can't. I, I I refuse to put that on AJ. He's not the one out there um, thinking things through for these guys. I believe that he has put them in every position to succeed. I, is this just part of the journey? Well, uh, the defensive woes. I mean, if you just go around the infield, um, Torkelson's new. He's brand new. He's never been. Yep an elite defender we think he's going to be very confident but he's brand new he's getting his feet scope knows what he's doing at second but he's not an elite defender now he doesn't have the range um i don't know that he ever truly was Baez can do anything that that you'd want him to do but he can be how shall i say tempestuous sometimes 
them. Um, and and also he's missed and he's and he's been gone. So uh, and then you have you know Harold Castro uh, playing all over, but he he's hitting Harold, not fielding Harold, not throwing Harold, hitting Harold. <laughs> you got Willie Castro out in the field. You got so it feels like we're playing with um, our game pieces in in the wrong in all scattered kind of spots a little bit, and um, in the lineup too. When you when you have guys who are just not hitting in the way they're supposed to, we got to mix that up, and it just becomes a disjointed mess. And that that's how the play has felt for me. It felt disjointed and unpolished. Yeah, you nice. You know the nice thing about that though is you can rejig things and polish yep. things and they get better right it's not a it's not a fundamental right. issue there are things that that can and i'm almost positive will improve right. they just are going to require some kinks right. working the, the ceiling is plenty high I, i'm going to pick on a guy like danny worth but if you have nine danny worths you're not they're, gonna, they're not going to get like exceedingly better right? We have guys who can be better and guys like Candelario and scope will be better hit. They just will. Yeah, scope is a proven track record as a, you know, big league producer. Candelario essentially does too. Although he is, he's prone to the, to some bipolarity, some slumps and. Yes. I've got some stats uh, for actually all of candy scope, Haas and your boy, Akil Badu. that might turn, might turn. Okay. Let's jump right to that. Um, all right, so obviously uh, we, we all know batting average on balls in play is not the end-all, no. be-all that comes to, you know, luck. It, things go into that as far as how hard you're hitting the ball, other things like that. Jamer, 196 batting average on balls hmm. in play. Scope, 179. Akil, 125. And Eric Haas, 133. Some of that's just bad luck. There is a lot of good luck that you know positive regression that is due to those three obviously none of them are are flawless players um you know but akil is is striking out only slightly more than last year um which i mean it was a high strikeout rate right. to begin with last year but he's it's not like he's expanding the strike zone a super ton more than he did last year house is Haas is actually striking out less um like these are three key cogs in the lineup that, or excuse me, four key cogs in the lineup that are, have experienced significant bad luck. That, I mean, if you get even if those if those numbers push up towards like two fifty, we're looking a lot better from all four of these. I got to tell you, I'm not I'm not worried about the lineup. I'm not worried about hitting. I, I'm worried a little bit about defense, and I'm worried a lot more about starting pitching. Yeah. Uh, fifth worst defensive war in baseball. Um, and honestly, that yeah. kind of surprised me that we weren't lower than that. Um, yeah. And the base running. So Fangraph has a tool for measuring base running uh, BSR. And we are <laughs> by a long shot the worst team uh, in baseball. There's been some real bonehead base have... running. What do you attribute that to? Now, that like, that maybe uh, AJ Hinch should own a little bit. That's something a manager can control. Uh, running when you're not supposed to and that that kind of thing. I mean, to some extent. Uh, but what what is with the Detroit Tigers uh, and always having poor base running? Now, I, I know we have some sloths, but it's bad. Yeah, but you don't have to be fast to be proper good base runners. Like, 
I wouldn't say that Robbie Grossman is fast, and he's at least an average. Like, and that's maybe a poor example because he's definitely not plus in that category. But like going back to Larry Walker, homeboy was real slow, and he was lauded as one of the great base runners. I think that's largely why he got into the Hall of Fame. Um, like, you don't have to be right. fast. No, I think we have a lot of ceiling. There's a lot of upside, um, but we need to get better soon. I mean, we dragged the anchor that was our start last year and we excelled in the second half, but we were not able to overcome that start. At some point, your start starts becoming your season. Yeah, that's true. Um, And like I said, it's still early. There is still lots of time to overcome it. Uh, Let's go back to Jamer. Jamer is the one that I want to focus in on hard contact percent down 5%. Um, I feel like we talked about this last week, how he maybe seems like the type that can go into a bit of a mental. Maybe I just did. Maybe maybe that was pure speculation on my part. Um, All of the things that maybe I was hoping to see over the last week, uh, still nothing of note. I mean, his his, uh, slugging is still... Him. I, I don't have that in front of me, but trying to go from his OPS is <laughs> looks like under two. You know what uh, we should do not ideal. right now? You know what we should do? We should extend him. We should extend yeah. right now Jamer Candelaria. You don't talk about buying a stock he, low. He is better yes. than this. Yeah. He plays you a, a servicely, serviceable third base. He uh, hits for some power over the aggregate. Uh, not Not a lot of home runs, but extra base power. Uh, hits for average. Uh, if you ever wanted to buy low, I would buy Candelario now. Very low. Very low. All right. That's all I had to t- plan to talk about for the Tigers. Do you have any topics that you'd like to to run out there? Um, I, I just have to. We should talk about the pain that was. Oh, yeah. The, the play. play. Yeah. <sighs> what a roller coaster. I got done watching that. And it, it was almost like I wanted to bleach my brain. Because it was it was so harsh. You went from oh no to oh yes, he's gonna catch it to oh no, he's rounding the bases to oh yes, he's stopping. And then oh yes, we're we gonna get him picked off. He's rounding the bases to oh no, it went over his head to oh no, he scored two. The game is over. It's over. It what what a mess. What a mess. But it's been that kind of thing. You know, remember that first inning pop-up that wasn't caught? Um, Just all this little, all this little stuff that's been a mess. That This is is two weeks in a row that there's a very specific memory of just a brutal play in the field. Just buffoonery, blundering. Like, if a guy is hustling and it, you know, hits off his glove or something like that, full effort. Nobody's going to blame you, but some of this stuff is just plays that could be made. They're professional baseball players. You hope they get made. Now, no, nobody's flawless, but it seems that we're a little bewitched. And the freaking twins, they just piss you off. And then the fact that they're good is especially frustrating. You get swept by the freaking twins. And also that until very until very late in the series, Correa was doing nothing, and then he right. go, went ahead and jumped into being in the middle of the frame. Beating us was a special kind of sad. And then when the play happened live, I thought, "Oh crap!" It's just a. But I look back at it and like it, that play almost could have been made. 
because that was Willie out there in the left, right? Ugh. I think so. So anyway, Not frustrating ideal. defense. There's something outsized about defensive blunders that's different than, you know, striking out the side for your your hitters you know okay three of your guys strike out that's not normal or that's not unusual but buffoonery in the field is so tangible and visual like it drives you nuts yeah you're kind of alone on an island when you uh let it go through your glove or say throw it into that i do follow uh i think i follow or at least see there's a twitter account mlb errors I do love to watch those. It's the same like when you watch a gymnast fall off the balance beam or you watch a golfer hit it into the pond. Like these are the people at the top of their game and they they screw it up. And I, I savor that. I find good joy in that because I'm a horrible person. <laughs> a little shot in front yeah, of Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Never, never hurt anybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Power rankings. Let's do it. Oh, I'm not going to get into any details, but in my inner circle of life, we've been pursuing some health interventions lately. So we've been, spent some time with doctors and all that kind of stuff. And what's fascinating about the American healthcare system and maybe all healthcare systems is the redundancy and the amount of times you need to fill out forms, say stuff and do stuff. I'm doing this all the time okay. and okay, fill out this form. Tell us your name and date of birth, you know, all this stuff over and over. And okay, every place you go, got to fill out the form. So I finally took a look at one of these, you know, health forms, the survey, and they ask you for the, sim- the symptoms. Inevitably, there's like this list of maladies that they ask you about. Right. So I have for you right. the top seven and bottom three funniest symptoms on the stupid health form you have to fill out at the top. So not best no, or worst. These are the funniest. funniest. These are the funniest. So <laughs> <laughs> let me preface this by saying no health symptom is, is funny. But maybe a little kind of if you have the right attitude. So. All right. I, and I feel like I have permission because we've, we've done this a lot. So here we go. Starting at number I would say so. seventh from the funniest health malady, I have canker sores. It asks you, <laughs> in the last 24 hours, have you had any canker sores? Now, they're painful. I wouldn't want canker sores, but it seems like they're kind of funny. 
Yes. And also, I, I struggle to think of any other condition in the world that varies on or that, you know, having a canker sore would be relevant it, to. They must be a symptom of like, I don't know, mouth issues or something. I have no idea. I just thought you got them from drinking too much acid or something, but maybe I, I'm not a doctor. I was assumed they were from too much sugar. Do not rely on the podcast Yanos for medical advice, please. And honestly, if you think that you should do that, I think you have much, much bigger issues. For sure. So that's number seven. Number six, I have difficulty in making decisions. Like, aren't decisions hard to make sometimes? I don't know how this is a health crisis. Now, if you have trouble deciding what to wear in the morning, okay. You know, maybe you should just make a decision on that. But sometimes decisions are difficult to make. I don't know. It's kind of funny. It's number yeah. six. Maybe you've been deciding between a bunch of cryptocurrencies lately. Sometimes that can be just hard to make a decision. I, on. I'm sure you're struggling with where to go with all your cash these days, Jordan. Like it's hard yes, to know. Definitely. Sure. Um, <laughs> number five, I have belching, comma, passing gas. They ask in the last 24 hours. Have you experienced belching, passing gas? Kind of funny. If you, if you haven't done one of those two things in the last 24 hours, surely there's a so problem. So do you put put that check mark? Yes. Yes, I've been belching and passing gas. I think do, so. You want to talk? Right? I'm guessing, what, you're going to have to talk with a doctor about it? You put the check mark. Tell me about your flash lens. Yeah. I'm not sure. It happens. Just a natural amount. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's an interesting. Maybe they you question you about the uh, frequency. I don't. I don't know. And then you have to start getting into like timing, how long yeah. between that that becomes a lot of yeah, work. Volume, both in quantity and audible noise. I'm sure they measure these <laughs> things. They're metrics. The impact. Yeah. <laughs> Explosive nature. Okay. You can see why this is number five funny. Okay. Number four, I have craving certain foods is number four on the health survey. Like, wouldn't you occasionally crave food? You need food to live. I I can't say I've ever. So I've, I mean, obviously if you're hungry, that's a certain kind right. of craving. Like you're just needing the, the nutrients. But I don't really ever like think, oh, you know, it'd be super good is this. Mm, I right. I feel like my my food desires tend to be very like neutral. Yeah, if that it makes does. sense. How about you? You know, occasionally I'll be like, oh, I want something sweet, or I want something kind of savory. But typically not like, oh, I need to have a dill pickle, otherwise I'm gonna hurt someone. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I I guess yes. they ask this because maybe you're having some kind of uh, nutrient deficiency. Like, oh, you need. That makes you sense. Know, like salt you're craving, or something. Like, you know, your body's needing, calling out for iodine or whatever it needs. I don't know. I, I guess I, this one, I see why it's on the form. Okay. That kind of sounds like voodoo, though, if we're being completely honest. Could be. Yeah. I'm not sure that my body is aware of what iodine is in. My body's not that intelligent, I, I wouldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> My brain doesn't actually really know what iodine's in there either. So, uh, number three, I have this is on the health form: apathy, comma lethargy. Yeah, uh, maybe I should put a check mark there because I do not care. 
and I'm slow about it. Well, that is just daily. <laughs> Who among us cannot occasionally put a check mark by apathy, comma, lethargy? They should give us some kind of stale. I feel like those are two different things. Like you can be lethargic and not be ap- apathetic, like and vice versa. I don't care, but I'm really motivated about my apathy. Right. About yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't put those on one line Anyways. and also give us a scale. Like, how much lethargy am I allowed before it's unhealthy? How does one measure that? No. Like terabytes of terabytes of lethargy. It's a good band name. <laughs> Okay, uh, number two. Now, this probably isn't funny, but it seems a little funny. And that is excessive mucus formation. Like, you're you're just forming all this mucus and it's just kind of coming out. Excessive mucus formation is number two. Uh, Number one, you have a guess? My guess is always diarrhea. Number one is genital itch or discharge (laughs) you laughed you laughed because yeah now because i was not expecting to hear the word genital come out of your mouth they gotta they gotta ask you questions about your genitals at the doctor they're taking care of your whole body genitals are part of your body and they want to know about the itch or discharge now (laughs) aren't (laughs) genitals Aren't genitals supposed to discharge occasionally? Discharge? <laughs> Is urine a genital discharge? I don't I'm asking. This is a serious question. I I mean I would certainly think it qualifies, though I have not been so. So should I school, put a check mark so. by genital itch or discharge? I definitely think you should. Yes. I think that's that's a conversation that I'm I think you want to I think to that's have. inviting a lot of questions for follow-up questions I don't need. I'm just trying to be faithful yeah. to the form. So other than a doctor, who else would you want to have? Like who else would you be okay asking about your genitals? I mean, just people on the street. I mean, do you get that frequently? Accountants, you know, uh the the lady at Starbucks they're asking, Hey, uh, what can I get for you? Do you have any genital itch or discharge? Like and they put it on the receipt. That's great. Fair, fair enough. Um, so there you go. That's top seven. Uh now we have the bottom, the bottom three. These are the least funny. You these are not funny symptoms. Number three for the least funny is chest pain. You know. That's not funny. That's a serious one. You do not want nope. chest pain. Uh, number two, difficulty breathing. I feel like that's in breathing the Breathing is very important. And if you're having difficulty with that, that is not funny. Sometimes people forget how just how important breathing is. Almost like it's essential. Yeah. Uh, the number one least funny is what? I'm going to guess diarrhea again. Uh, diarrhea, can it, it can be a little funny. I, I I have for number one. You know how many presidents have been killed by diarrhea? No, how many? Like 12. Wow. That's incredible that you knew. Not, not in office, just, you know, when they eventually succumb, it's it's to diarrhea. True story, look it up. I believe you. I believe There's a book deal waiting. For, I'm not sure you should. In there's a instance. book deal waiting there for you all. <laughs> Presidential diarrhea. <laughs> Pooped out. Story of deaths of ex-presidents by Jordan Hall. Pre-order now. Mm. Wow. Anyway. 
<laughs> Hootis with the POTUS. I'll, I'll help you come up with a title. Um, I have, we already have, I have the least funny is nausea and comma vomiting. Vomiting is a yeah. miserable experience. You, that's not funny. You, you don't want to vomit, especially that that feeling. That's it's a bad deal. Not funny. Not funny. Now there were a lot of honorable mentions here, but uh, we're not going to get into all the all the symptoms. But there you have it. Uh, the funniest medical maladies. That is Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. That was a good one. That was that was a plus. Um, the only thing I saw on the side of the road this week was sticking with our animal theme. I saw a woodchuck, kind of a oh. honestly just like a fat looking like cat type deal. You're um, a, you're a woodchuck guy, right? You're not a you're not a groundhog guy. Well, are those the same thing? <laughs> I think so. Yes. Oh, then yes, I am a woodchuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest. I thought those were two different creatures. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but woodchuck and groundhog are the same species of that could varmint. that could very well be. People tend to not be real keen on woodchuck slash groundhogs. I feel like yeah. I've I've heard many stories of like you actually don't want to see those. They so. tend to burrow and just kind of be a nuisance, especially around ponds and waterways and stuff like that. They kind of. They, yeah. they, to to be fair, I didn't see it near my house, so I'm kind of Gucci at this point. Well, good. Yeah. Encourage him. Throw him a little food. That, Help him out. He's not by your that, house. Did I tell you I saw, we saw a skunk at the office? Really? So we, I have an office downtown South Bend. Uh, we're taking stuff out to my boss's car. He goes around the corner, and he, like, jumps back really fast. And he's like, there's a skunk around the corner. I'm like, no, there's not. There's we're in downtown South Bend. There's for sure not a, yeah. which admittedly is not like Manhattan, but you know, <laughs> there's people around. Let me write that down. Sure enough, South Bend, not like Manhattan. <laughs> More pizza places. No, um, I feel like skunks are so, a fairly urban, fairly urban creature. Are they? They're like a, they're almost like raccoons. Like they can shuffle around and be in people space. Hmm, interesting. Well, I I mean, that definitely turns out to be true because he very much was in people's, people's space. space. Yeah, for sure. We saw him go across the street and there's like a community garden across the street. And I think that's where he was at least choosing to hang out, if not live. So. Skunking it up. Yep. Trying to get the female cats in a French accent. You know, we named him Rick. Felt like that was appropriate. Nice. Anyway, that's all I've seen on the side of the road while running slash going out to my car that's great should we should we do uh twitter questions sure okay twitter questions a lot of my, questions my responsibility most of them read... sad <sighs> yeah i can't believe yeah, that you. was some of the best delegation i've ever done this is terrible i can barely read uh who trying to ball asks go tigers not really a question mr trying to ball nope but thank you for participating you got your name read good job <laughs> mr trying to ball uh, so in this scenario, who is his first name? Who? Short first name, very long last who? name. Who? Trying to ball. Um, and maybe it's the Asian naming convention where who is the family name. Hmm. That could be. Who? Trying to ball. I don't know. Uh, I, was, I was actually just going to ask you what, what ethnicity is this last name, but but now we know. Trying to ball. Good to know. It's probably, probably, 
probably Irish. Who knows? Uh, Jeremy Troy asks, we've tried, have we tried turning the team off and then back on again? I feel like that might help us with the defensive lapses of late. We spent some time talking about this. It feels bad, man. Certainly couldn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, Scott Holcomb at Scott J. Holcomb asks, should I be mad when we lose like we did to the twins the other night? Or should I embrace that's where we're going, that we're going to be bad, but fun during these growing pains? I could barely read that. Or should I embrace that's we're going, oh, that. Scott, that we're need going. to clean up for me, bud. I'm trying my best, uh, but fun <laughs> during these growing pains. Okay. Uh, Baseball is supposed to be fun, right? So you have to embrace the the pain occasionally. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're the type of fan that enjoys being angry, I don't understand you, but go nuts. Do do whatever, yep. whatever you think. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, it's there is a every chance that this year, and, and let's be honest, maybe even next year are rough in patches. Very well. Yeah, I mean, but then take the Javier Baez uh, experience. The dude does not get cheated. He swings hard, and sometimes that ball is eight inches off the plate, and he takes a mighty hack. And sometimes he hits you a bomb, and it feels good. You know, you got to embrace both. Embrace yeah. the botched catch and embrace the three torkels and home runs. You just gotta. Just gotta yeah. Let's let's be honest. We had something to talk about because yes. of that weird, bizarre play. We'll always have that memory, fortunately or unfortunately. It just kind of adds to the fan experience. Yep. Peter three at Peter underscore three in Roman numerals somehow asks. Also, what is the best way for MLB to fix the horrific umpiring this year? Now, the premise of this question is that the umpiring is horrific but to me it's just angel hernandez <laughs> it's largely is <laughs> largely horrific and that's he's an umpire so that's a fair critique but how do you fix the umpiring jordan i don't want i mean obviously angel hernandez is is far and above and the schwarber ejection was the funniest thing i've ever seen yeah. but other than that i don't want to fix umpiring that baseball is an inherently kitschy game there's a bunch of weird stuff there used to be a hill in the center field in the middle of the playing surface for reasons in houston like there are weird things about baseball like having umpires you know subjectively call balls and strikes i i don't care i, I think that that is part of the charm um and I don't know. When stuff gets too scientific, it starts to lose me. I, I like a little bit of human play in things. But I, I know that that is my personal preference, and that is not, you know, not a representative of management. Well, I could I could possibly get in line with the robo-umps, um, but it's not a panacea. Uh, in the minor leagues and where they've tried it, sometimes the robo-ump has called a strike, and all three parties or at the plate are kind of like, really? Oh, well, okay. You know, and it was almost diminishing that the robo ump called it a strike when it, it didn't feel like to anybody, any of the four stakeholders in that transaction, like it was a strike. So um, that would clean up the balls and strikes, but I feel like balls and strikes are largely pretty well called. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, 
Definitely. And I like, I mean, granted, my history is as a pitcher, but I like that when a pitcher is rolling, how sometimes the outside corner just gets a little bit bigger and yeah. a little bit bigger and a little, like, that is part, like, you have earned that over the course of continually hitting the outside corner. Like, that is um, it's an added benefit of being a painter. I don't know. I like it. I'm fascinated by Grace, the robo I never dealt with that, but people liked that as pitchers. I'm fascinated by the robo lumps. Like I said, I, I, I'm still an agnostic at this point, but you're, you're kind of convincing me talking. I mean, they're, they're coming, right? I don't, I guess I should probably just get used to it. I think they will eventually be the law of the land, but probably, probably. not ideal. Your boy, Alex Urban at a urban 91 asks, who would you rather see up right now? Kreidler for Candelario or Clemens for Scope? The answer, while you think about it, is, of course, neither. Neither. I mean, yes, I, I don't particularly but want to get rid of either I think of this them. is like a forced choice thing. Um, I, I, so I don't think he's any good, but Cody Clemens has done enough to deserve his chance to prove that at the big league level. Like, he has been a good enough AAA player that he should get 50 at-bats to prove to us that he's not actually good so that we can move on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole Jacob Robson thing. Cody Clemens has been good, and which is annoying to me. Because because he's not. Because, because Lynn Henning just loves him, and that annoys me. So, of course, I oh react gosh. against that. I feel like I've sent you a couple different tweets recently. Lynn has been a dick on the internet. I mean, he, he always has been, but like specifically in his old age, he's had, he's getting real bitter. I feel like he, as he gets further away from the team, like his, I, his thoughts and takes get worse. <laughs> Poor Lynn. I, I like, I, I like that he's a, um, a stirrer, a pot stirrer. You know, and just he definitely is. He doesn't do it on purpose. He's just just kind of who he is. But no, I find that kind of adds to that fan culture that or the the fan experience we were just talking about. Yeah, that does. Cody Clemens would probably be fine, but he doesn't have a real high ceiling, and he's like twenty seven now, twenty six, twenty seven. I'm sure he would be fine. But the answer is, you leave leave the guys we have. Yeah. Uh, right now, you have one at bat. You need a hit to win the World Series. You going with Clemens or hitting Harold? Harold? I think I'm taking my chances with Cody. But, I mean, either way, we're, we're not winning. It's right in his name. His name is hitting. It's right there. <laughs> I feel like while that is true, it was a wildly sarcastic nickname Hit that we gave him. <laughs> Anyway, Gumby fan 69 at Gumby fan 24. Speak, speaking of before you get to this question. So after we finished, you know, after we finish on the Zoom call, I go I go into GarageBand and edit the pod. The name on your track was just for last week was just Yankee Hater 69. So I was it was, you know, track Jordan Hall, track Yankee Hater 69. So anyway. I, Carry on with with Gumby sixty nine's question. Gumby fan is is living into that spirit. Now here's the thing: Gumby fan sixty nine is not his handle. It's Gumby fan twenty four. Make your make your numbers align, Gumby fan. Maybe he did it in in reference to to your handle from last week. In homage, I I somehow I doubt that. 
Um, I, I do too. I asked for Tiger's questions and or ins- personal insecurities, and he asks, "What makes you uncomfortable?" Uncomfortable? Uh, loud noises for sure. Really? I despise. I despise loud. Yep. Interesting. I also don't really like people. So. <laughs> Good thing there's <laughs> like not, not many quiet, of those. A quiet room by myself or with one other person, that's preferably enough. Whitney. That's my ideal scenario. Anything outside of that, uh, it's not going to take me real long to be uncomfortable. What makes me uncomfortable is people who uh, talk too close to me. They're too close. I mean, I don't want yeah, close talkers. But I have a technique. I have the foot fence. You know about the foot fence? No, but I oh, like okay. the I like the idea. Okay, so you don't you you don't uh here's what you do you you kind of put your foot just a little bit forward so kind of half turn so you know like a a three-quarter slot and you put your foot and then you ease your body i'm I'm demonstrating here as i do you ease Mm -hmm. your body back and people if they have any decorum will not step on your foot so they physically cannot get any closer without stepping on you. And now all of a sudden with the foot fence, you've created some physical distance. Car- carving out space for yourself. I like that. That's the technique. In, you heard it here first. In some ways you're out here playing chess while we're all playing checkers. And in other ways, maybe not so much. It's an advanced technique. Uh, Pete the third again asks, um, of the struggling tigers, Badoo, Candy, Scope, Haas, etc. who has the best chance of a turnaround? We, we spent a lot of time already talking yeah, about this. All of them. Um, to me, it's... I mean, they are who, they are who they are, but all of them are going to be better than they are right now. Yeah, to me, it's scope. Yeah. I think scope will be just fine. And his insecurity, <clears throat> fair choice too, good choice. His insecurity anyway. is hopelessness. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get there right Thank, now. Yeah. Thanks for coming to group therapy today. Thank you. Snack Efron at Snacks Efron asks, is it just me or does Chris Illich look like a handsome Bernstein brother? Uh, I'm not giving him any sort of compliments. Um, I mean, that is definitely damning with fate praise, but um, I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> In handsome Bernstein brother. Yeah, I... I get fatigued with the Bernsteins. I feel like they're maybe backed yeah. off a little bit. Huh? I mean, they couldn't have gone any more in. Than, yeah. uh, GB at Bottle Bottle uh, says 12 and 6. Mr. Coke, repeat of last year. I don't, I don't quite know how to process that question. Bottle Bottle. Thanks for submitting, though. Wait, do, I don't get it at all. Yeah. Do you? Oh, okay. All right. He's participating. You know, I'm sure, you get a I'm ribbon. sure if you understood it, it was good, but, yeah. but I do not. Yeah. He gets a blue ribbon. It's fine. Uh, sluggish Clambino at Slugwizzy asks, what are the Giants doing? I.e., how are they finding success with a roster that seems pretty average? Related. What does pitch shape versus swing plane matchup mean? Hmm. That last part sounds like a Jordan question. Okay, so pitch shape is going to be what the pitch actually looks like. So you have, you know, your break up, down, usually down, obviously, um, inside to side. So because of gravity. Um, So the pitch shape is is just going to be what, like, if 
so I, I feel like Manning was the one that was talking about pitch shape recently. He's talking about how it was breaking ball. He wants it to go, you know, down six inches and uh, away from a, a left-handed hitter three inches. You know, something like that. That would be the the shape that the pitch makes as it's approaching the hitter. Swing plane is obviously going to be the plane at which the bat goes through the zone. So as a pitcher, ideally, you keep the shape of your pitch away from the plane of the the bat going through the zone that was surprisingly helpful thank you yeah it was really good now um would that predispose some matchups to be more favorable or less favorable for um for sure and i would i would definitely imagine that there are that they're running analytics like that i mean obviously i don't know that for a fact, but that would certainly seem to be well within the the capability based on the stuff. That I mean, they, they have all these computers track these yeah. days. Yeah. So I'm fascinated by this. Why wouldn't they feed all the information that they have into some fancy algorithm and uh, pump out which pitch should be thrown next? Like, why aren't they doing computer optimized pitch sequencing? Just at the at the time. Yeah, is that I mean, well maybe that would, wouldn't be allowed i feel like you if you had somebody doing it it would be very hard to regulate right because you you're not I mean? stealing like, signs you're not right you're just using a fancy calculator to tell you what the I, optimal next pitch would be i just wonder what the time frame of that can be because like the the time between getting the the new ball from the umpire going down and giving your signs like i mean that's two seconds you have to be like on it to get the calculation get it to the manager signal it into yeah. the catcher like you would need to use a computer yeah. to do it an abacus will not do I bet we get there, though. Um, so we ignored the first part of your question. Sorry. Uh, Giants, they just do things right. I think that yeah. that's what it comes down to. The Giants and the Rays, they just do things right. Which is annoying, isn't it? Completely yeah. annoying. Yeah. If we did it, it wouldn't be annoying. But because it's someone else that does it, it is. It's like having A.J. Brzezinski on your team. It's fine when it's I yours, even, but a no <laughs> I don't even think people that have him like him. I don't, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> Fair. Uh, at Shawnee Pat asks, I'm officially at DEFCON 1 about Candy. He looks like he was body snatched. Talk me off the ledge of this, please. Love you guys. Space Jam Aww. style. Thanks, Shawnee Pat. We love you, too. Um, I mean, do we know for sure that he hasn't been? Hmm. Maybe. Although I... I think if they were going to do that, they would have gone for maybe a, a higher profile third baseman. Body snatchers prefer celebrities. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they? I, I buy that completely. He, I don't know. Maybe Candy seems like a nice guy. Maybe that was their criteria. He was, it just depends on what the body snatchers criteria is. He, maybe he was easy to snatch. <laughs> That's true. That's another variable I hadn't considered. All right, enough snatch talk. Uh, Evan at Evan Kennedy ninety five asks, "Where do you think Miguel Cabrera ends up on the career hits ranking? I think fifteenth or sixteenth is likely." So I actually pulled it up. Um, oh, this this stupid thing. Um, you know what stinks? Advertisements. 
Okay. Um, so Cabrera is currently 32nd on the list. He's got 3,003 hits, 15th and 16th. So he's 16th is currently occupied by Cal Ripken Jr. Who's got 3,184. So our questioner thinks he's going to get like uh, 180 plus ish hits. Hmm. What, do you, what do you think? To me, I can see that. To me, uh, the most likely track and trajectory would be the Pujolsian track. Uh, to me, it's facing lefties. Cabrera has um, a lot of similarities to Pujols, I think. So Pujols is currently 42 years old, supposedly, uh, and he's got <laughs> 3,308 hits, and that puts him in, in uh, 12th place. Um, so that would mean obviously 300 and change hits for Cabrera. That's a tall order, but in the realm of possibility. Um, so yeah, in the teens somewhere, I'd guess. I think, I think he gets a, another hundred hits pretty easily. Yeah, definitely. Might even get that this year. <clears throat> okay. Um, where are we here? Robin Runyon says uh, for her insecurity, imposter syndrome thanks for asking yeah hits hard for sure it hits hard yep um robert baker at kerba 1123 asks based on arms currently in the organization what is your desired starting rotation seventh inning guy eighth inning guy closer and loogie now correct me if i'm wrong but loogies aren't really a thing anymore i wish they were You'd still be at it, huh? Grinding oil. <laughs> like it I mean, yeah, I I I was not a fan of the rule then. I'm still not a fan of the rule now. But that's a that's a whole other question. Another another thing. Um so are we assuming health for everybody? Sure. Uh so it would be Eduardo, the three youngins, yeah. and Pineda. I mean yeah. I would want Willie and long relief, I think. Yeah. Is that one of the ones that he asked about? No. Closer Soto. Closer Soto, um, Cisnero in the eighth when healthy, and I don't. They really don't. You really don't have a proper seventh inning Fulmer. guy. I anymore. want That's... Fulmer before Cisnero. Cisnero was great last year. Yeah. Fulmer, my memory isn't good. Fulmer still. I'm not gonna say he worries me, but I'm not as comfortable as with yeah. him coming into the game. I mean, he's he's been great. Don't get me wrong, but and the closest uh, Cisnero thing kind of gave a. Good. Yeah. And the closest thing to a loogie would be uh, Chafin now. Yeah. But as previously stated, that's not. But Blaine, Blaine is sitting out there in the uh, in the American uh, Association. So um, I, I think that's a, a signing we must make, preferably sooner rather than later. And then he could be that loogie guy. So. There you go. <laughs> um, JP Skronik actually retweeted a question we ignored and we've we've been ignoring you sorry mr skronik that's on, um that's on eric <clears throat> absolutely uh do not <laughs> underestimate or overestimate my laziness um this offseason we finally got a look at who these players are badu went bowling which i watched Tarek homemaking i missed that one torques campus Given the new roster, which player do you want a video about? What secret hobbies do you think these Tigers might have? So maybe this needs a little setup. Uh, Bally Sports did kind of profile, player profiles, I'll call it. Do you check these out at all? 
I did not. Um, the one with um, Badoo bowling was uh, pretty fun. I enjoyed watching that. I, I like bowling. And he was just kind of out with his bros. They uh showed his house and his sneaker collection i love that kind of stuff where you just kind of get to know uh the players i would love to see them follow around uh, michael fulmer while he uh, does some plumbing <laughs> Be fascinating. i can't believe you didn't pick riley though R- riley green well he was kind of with torque they did like this kind of thing oh yeah that's right wow uh, what is what do you think green does male modeling that's very much what I believe you what I believe you believe he, he does just, in his spare time. He just goes and bees pretty somewhere. Yeah. And bees. Oh. Yeah. What else would you do if yeah. you were him? Stand on a street corner and let people look at me. <laughs> That's a blessing to society right there. Gaze upon me. You're welcome. Gaze upon him. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's the Twitter questions. We did it. That's good. Things went downhill. <clears throat> you know what Riley Green is doing? He's not checking any of the boxes except broken foot. That's it. No maladies. I, how how often uh, per week are you Twitter searching Riley Green looking for updates? Trust me. I have structured my world in such a way that I do not need to look for Riley Green information. It comes to me. <laughs> Okay, you have to create your own reality, and I have done so. (laughs) Anything important I need to know, especially about the Tigers, uh, people are going to message me. I've structured my world that way. If something happens with Phil Coke, I don't need to find it. People are like, hey, Eric, Kikis, pay attention over there. I am now realizing that I'm a part of that infrastructure. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram. I am at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain. The show is at Podcastianos. And I haven't mentioned this in a long time, but if you like the show, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever else you're listening to the podcast on. Yeah, hype us up a little bit. We, uh, frankly, we need the affirmation. We really do. <laughs> Please, definitely Please help us <laughs> going for numbers. That's why we release on a Friday. Um, anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for another week? Oh, no, uh, I'm off next week. Uh, Big Steve and Dawn will be in town, so I will be uh, indisposed. Is that the word I'm looking for? Sure. Predisposed? All right. No, not predisposed. Indisposed. That You had it right. Unavailable. <laughs> unavailable occupado you were occupado totally occupado <laughs> maybe we'll still ask for twitter questions and then they ignore them for next week <laughs> just torture the poor listeners not opposed all right with that being said we will catch you guys in two weeks and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye this has been a production of the alpha dog podcast network Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.